Good morning. I am really excited to be able to do the kindness part of the fruit of the Spirit. Um, Jesus said, if you abide in me and if I abide in you, that you will bear much fruit and that this fruit will remain. That's pretty cool. So if we live in Christ and we allow Christ to live in us, abide, make his home, then we will bear much fruit and that fruit will remain. So we've talked about love, joy, peace, patience last week, and this week, kindness. So yesterday, we had a blast. We had our first kindness outreach workshop, and we had people out on Foothill Boulevard, sign spinners, and we had, we had uh, at least eight people out on Foothill Boulevard and Indian Hill, you know, um, inviting people in to get their dollar car wash. Well, the cool thing is that the dollar car wash had a twist. The twist is, oh, we don't actually need to look at that, but the twist is we wash your car, we do a great job, and then we give you a dollar. For the privilege of washing your car because we wanted to give you a little bit of God's love. And if they ask further, you know, God's love is free. No, you can't give back. We refuse donations. And it blew people's minds. It was so fun. And how many, let's hear a yell for how many people that, some of you guys were here yesterday. <laughs> we had about 30 people. It was a great group. And we had, a, we had another church come from Downey that, uh, that wanted to learn about it too. So they, they were a part of it, which was a blast. And there were, there were different people that went out. You can ask uh, George Hagelis and Patricia Lynn how it was going out cleaning toilets with Steve and some other people downtown Claremont. That You can ask um, uh, Jennifer Maglio how, and, and some other people how it went out doing do giving away dog treats and microwave popcorn. Then Teresa Irvin, you can ask about giving away free drinks. As people drove up, she welcomed them, and she gave them a bottle of water as they waited for their car to get done. And, you know, we did 15 cars over an hour, which is about four minutes a car. However, I would say people stayed a lot longer than four minutes when they got to talking and sharing and listening and why are you doing this. And um, there were tears, there were prayers you know, prayed with people. It was really, really a special time. And there was joy. Um, one of the guys, he had to, he was here at the beginning and then he had to run out. And when he came back, his observation was, he said, I could see joy on everyone. There was, everybody was joyfully, you know, washing and stuff. And that's the truth. And now I have a little clip to show you of Sasha Peary. And she is sharing after she gave a guy a dollar, and he couldn't believe it, and he said, am I on camera? And, and so here's the clip. You might need to turn it up a little. Am I, am I on camera? And, um, I can't believe you're doing this. And, you know, he was just really happy, and it made his whole weekend. I really feel that that's what we did today. I really felt that these people truly felt joy, and um, that's where it starts, if you can feel joy. And, and, you know, a couple of younger girls, too, she didn't catch their names. Um, they just said, you guys are good people. Thank you for sharing and, and doing this with us. So thank you, Tammy and Steve, yeah. for letting us be a part of this because it yeah. was awesome, wasn't it, kids? Yeah. And thanks to the kids. Yeah. You kids were awesome, too. Yeah. Really it's the beginning of good things. You know. It is. <laughs> Yay, Sasha. Is Sasha here today? Or is she? No. First, first service? Yeah. 
you got to watch that girl. She is way too positive. I, I tell you what, <clears throat> she can re- miscommunicate uh, what the Christian life is all about. And Well, hey, good to be with you guys. Um, uh, just a little bit of a, a backdrop of me and how I speak. I'm, um, I, I, I'm kind of uh, entertaining, people tell me. It's like uh, part of the message is that, part of the speaking, but, but uh, that sounds horrible to say that. And it's not self-aggrandizing uh, to say that, but I just say it because some of you guys are going to sit there and go, what is he saying? And... Uh, <laughs> I've had people say they're, the ones that are more used to going to church, the more likely you are to think that. And uh, the people that are not used to going to church, they will click in. So, but if I spoke here all the time, you would click in, and it would be, be wonderful. And, and I'm a little sarcastic, which isn't all bad. You know, Jesus was sarcastic all the time. If you knew what he was trying to say to the, the, hip, the hypocrites uh, that were the Pharisees and Sadducees, you know, if you knew the, 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 the metaphors he used and so forth, he was totally... And it's part of the Yiddish culture, by the way. And how, how many comedians are Jewish? Nearly all of them are. It's just like psychiatry. Why are they all Jewish? I don't know. Uh, my son, the psychiatrist. Um, but uh, it, it's kind of part of the culture. And, and uh, you know, one of my favorites is Richard Lewis. He lives here in L.A. He's the guy with kind of the long hair. It's dark. You know, he, he does this thing, touching his head. And he goes, I love living in L.A., you know, you can go to a rash doctor. All he specializes in rash. And I've got a several. I got to get looked at, and you know, okay. But I, you know, and he's constantly sarcastic. Of course, he doesn't go to a rash doctor. He's just totally, you know, exaggerating. Uh, and that's called hyperbole. You know, by the way, I'm, I'm hyperbolic on occasion too. Uh, and well, it's a, you know, we were talking about grilling hamburgers yesterday and have an eight foot wide uh, grill, and we're, we give the hamburgers away, and a lot of fun. And uh, I said here a few months ago, I was talking to, in public, and I said, it's about 80 feet wide, I think. And some people laughed, you know, Haha, obviously hyperbole. This one guy comes up, I went out there and measured it. It's only eight feet wide. <laughs> then I want you to get up there next, he actually said, I want you to get up next week and say, I um, maybe lied, or I'm going, you know, you, <laughs> I'm getting a headache right now talking to you. Could you please leave? And um, We're talking today about the, uh, the kindness and specifically, not just kindness, but the kindness of God. Don't you love that? The kindness of God. Not the kindness of Steve or Pastor Larry or Janie, etc., but the kindness of God that brings a radical life change. Look at that top verse in Romans 2.4. The kindness of God leads to a radical life change. I love that verse on several accounts. Uh, one is we're talking about the kindness of God, which we'll come back to in a minute. Talking about, I think, the, the idea of a radical life change. Do you ever wonder why more people don't go to church? You know, it's, it's in the media all the time, these, these doomsdayers. And one of them's a, a pretty good friend of mine named George Barna. And he's always showing these uh, statistics on people are not going to church and fewer and fewer and fewer and blah, blah, blah. And maybe, you know, I'm not sure I agree with the whole message. But uh, the survey, surveys are very complicated. You know, you got to exactly right, ask the right question or you get wrong data at the end. And so I don't know what he's asking, but, but here's what I, I kind of figured out. is one of the main reasons people don't go to church is because they're looking for radical life change. They may not use those words. They probably aren't even using the, the C word, change. But, uh, but they're looking for a transformation. And I think sometimes when they look at us... Um, 
you know, we're dealing with everything just like everybody else, and they have these really weird perceptions like, you know, if you go to church, you're not a hypocrite, and blah, blah, blah. You know, Dwight Moody said, uh, uh, <laughs> this guy said, I go to church, Mr. Moody, but uh, um, there's so many hypocrites. And he goes, come on on, you know, there's room for one more, you know, join us. <laughs> because we all are flaming hypocrites. Of course we are. You know, it kind of goes back to one of my Swedish relatives who uh, was a hypocrite. And so I picked up on it. Uh, Adam and Eve, they're Swedish, of course. They have blonde hair and so forth. But, but uh, uh, they were hypocrites. It kind of goes through the bloodline. We all are flaming hypocrites. Of course we are. Now, we're trying to be consistent. We're working on greater consistency and so forth, less uh, of that. But uh, we all will go to our graves. One of the marks of our lives is that we are hypocrites. But there's always room for one more. Are you with me here on that? Okay. You're totally engaged. I can tell. Uh, <laughs> The kindness of God leads to a radical life change. And I, I, here's what I think, is that we need to become known for the ones who allow people by the presence of God, not by amazing speaking, because I'm the best speaker in this here city. You know, not that kind of a, of a you, know, you know, crazy manipulation thing. And it may be true, maybe not about the speaking. You know, some would, almost every pastor thinks that. I don't know why they don't come. I'm, one of the, I'm a great communicator. And, you know, maybe they are. But um, what we need to really realize is that it's not that kind of thing. It's the radical life change that only God can bring. Do you with me? And that we begin to make it clear that, you know, we are the people who have been radically changed. And I don't know about you, but there's still a teeny step or two until I get fully changed. <laughs> you know, and, um, and so on. I, I have a, a, a therapist friend who's a really smart guy. He's Jewish. Thank you very much. He looks just like Jerry Garcia. Okay, not Cherry Garcia, the ice cream, but Jerry Garcia with a J. And uh, he, he looks dead on like him. And I said, you look like, you know, from the Grateful Dead band? And he goes, who's that? And I'm going, do you, you need to get out every once in a while and see things. Okay. But the point is, is he made this, he made this statement. I think it's incredibly profound. And he says, all humans hate lots of things. We've all got our own particular lists and some that are universal. But the thing that everybody hates the most is change, the very top of the line. But we want change. It's ironic, isn't it? We want change. We, we need change. But we, when it starts to happen, we kind of flip it. But I, here's what I, one of the things I've kind of come to is that we've got to, I think, be broadcasting in a lots of different ways, not just with our mouths, but with our lifestyles, that I am in process of being changed, that uh, change is happening, and I've kind of gotten used to being changed. And, and change, actually, in the end, is, is a fantastic thing. It's something that we all yearn for deep down, but, you know, when you make people change, that's the, the get-go, when you make people change. And, and let's face it, the people who don't go to church, the people who have this perception that is mostly untrue, um, and I, I think it's in, in Claremont as well. Uh, I went out yesterday and did a kind of a radical project, clean toilets, and it was a lot of fun. We got a lot of you know, these turnheads, you know, kind of the Batman episode, Dink. He was on TV at one time, the, the TV series. When the bad guys show up, it's always a tilted episode. Dink. And so, got a lot of the, the dinks. But, but what we have figured out is that uh, when change actually does begin to happen, we, we, we want to run toward it. We want to do something that's going to really make a difference in our lives as well. Okay, the kindness of God leads to a radical life change. You know, if I had uh, a few weeks of doing this and with Janie, what have you, uh, with Pastor Josh, um, that is a fantastic verse. We could dig really into it. 
And there's so much depth there. The, and, and let me pick up on one little, I already said something about change, but let's look at this word, kindness of God. Okay, jump down a little bit. Yes, you can, because it's low risk, high grace. Okay, low risk, high grace. We're minimizing what can go wrong. Now, a toilet kit, I mean, that's like marine activity. I don't want to, Janie mentioned it, and I, you know, we will never, you know, expect you to go out and do a toilet cleaning kit. I'm just, I don't know what it was. It's, again, therapy thing, but I was, uh, you know, forced to uh, be potty trained at six months old. And, and uh, so I've had this fixation on toilets ever since, and I don't know what it is, but, uh, you, you know, it's one of the, you know, you know, three days a week going to the therapist gets expensive after a while, but I, it's helping me. I'm, but but it, it's kind of funny that, um, that when we go to offer to clean a toilet, even though some people rejected us, we, they said, what's this all about? And we, I figured out that I was doing it wrong. Guys like me, I'm kind of, I, I look stern. Some people have told me I don't quite understand that because I'm not deep down, but I, I'm tall, da, da, da. They would almost automatically say, oh, no way. I don't know what he's giving me, $100 bills. I don't want one. And, uh, but these two ladies that went with us, they're from the La Vina Church, the uh, vineyard in Downey, right, Janie? Uh, they went in. I said, why don't you two do it by yourself? You watch me and what I say. And okay. They walked in every single place they went into, said, oh, thanks for the free cleaning, uh, toilet cleaning thing, you know? And, and so I, I realized, you know, I'm bad news. Uh, <laughs> and if we want to do it again, we'll get some, you know, and also my mom, this is kind of funny, she's 82, 82 now, and she's uh, all of 4 feet 11, okay, and she has gray hair, she walks slow now, and da-da-da. You know, it's almost impossible to say no to my mom, because she is so kind and smiling, has glasses, and walks kind of slow. I said, can you get a walker? That'd be the perfect, you don't need one. Well, just get one, it's part of the, the shtick for getting yeses, you know. Get, get a couple of the yellow ball, the green balls underneath of it, and... Uh, and you got to take really teeny steps and say something completely crazy every once in a while. Like, you know, uh, I remember the Reds. Hey, how's that watermelon? You know, just kind of go off, you know, point, and they'll think you're beginning to lose it, which is not true, but it would be kind of a, another way to get your foot in the door. But, uh, but get this, low risk. Okay, toilets, pretty high. You know, there's still a low risk, but it's kind of a one you got to, you know, get into. It's a, an acquired taste, I would say, kind of like a lot of things in life. You, you know, I, I don't know if I can ever, well, we're not going to worry about it, but we minimize with almost everything we try to do uh, the, the possibility of what can go wrong. You ever sit down and think through, you know, here's my future, and I'm coming to a fork in the road, who to get married to, which occupation to take, where to buy the house. Guess what? I sit down and I go, what is the worst thing could happen if I make a little bit of a mistake here? What is the worst thing that could happen? And all of a sudden it becomes doable, you see? You know, what's the worst thing that could happen as we're washing a car? Uh, you know, somebody says, uh, you know, three of my hubcaps are clean, but that fourth one, not very clean yet. Go back to it. You know, and we say, hubcap cleaner, get back over here. And we say it with love, and it's a big party kind of a thing and, and so forth. But uh, the worst thing that can happen when you're showing kindness is almost nil. So we minimize the risk, and then we have high grace. Guess what that is? We're depending on God to do something that we could never in a hundred lifetimes pull off. You see, we're, it, it's, it's kind of like this, you know, he's the one that's at work, not me, although I show up. Uh, I think Woody Allen was the one who said it, you know, 90% of success in life is just showing up. And he's one of our big heroes, of course, around here, but totally <laughs> kidding again, okay. Woody Allen, the comedian, and so forth. You know, 90% whatever of life is just showing up. I found that to be true. 
You know, just show up and, and say to, to God, what have you. You, got, you know, I, I can't do anything, but, I, you know, if you want to do something through me or whatever. So it's a high grace. One of the funny things I get from people who have never tried to do any expression of kindness uh, that is thought through, not just a stumbling over it, but, a, but a, an anticipated kindness, okay, is that, uh, you know, this stuff, I mean, what's the big deal? Any Boy Scout can give a bottle of water. Any Boy Scout can give away food, da 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 You know what? There's a giant difference between a Boy Scout and you and I here are following and doing it because Jesus wants to flow through me. The Holy Spirit wants to flow through me. And I tell you, it's kind of funny. Uh, there's a word quickening. It's an old-time, uh, it's in Scripture in the King James, but it's also kind of an old-timey uh, Pentecostal word because they you know, often use King James Version. And quickening means this, the sensation of the Spirit's presence, the sense that God is doing something right here, right now. Now, again, there's the abiding presence of God. We all have that 24-7, right? But there's also the quickening when you sense the Spirit's here. Man, oh, man. And it may not be everybody's feeling it, but you do. That's the important thing. I'm a pipe gives away the love of God. He flows through me. I do something silly almost. It's like, you want to hear a real silly one, which we're not going to do here. We've tried lots of things over the years. Some worked really well. Some were complete bombs. Uh, hand grenades is better yet. You know, we had to get our arms sewed back on kind of thing. But, but uh, one we did, and it was my idea. I'll, I'll take uh, the blame on this one. Let's go out and buy a ton of toilet paper that is individually wrapped because it looks safe. We'll give away toilet paper door to door. How's that? We almost never go door to door. We thought we'd take a shot at it with kind of a lower middle class neighborhood where they're not going to yell at you probably. So we go up to the door, hi, you know, I've already got toilet paper. Yes, but you've never had Christian toilet paper, I'll bet. <laughs> and uh, almost everybody said, they'd, again, the Batman tilt, you know, um, I have never, you're right, I've never gotten Christian toilet paper. And, but amazingly, God used that. And we got so many responses back. It was unbelievable. One, one thing, these two ladies in our church come walking up to a, oh, there's the clock, there's, uh, walking up to a house, and they said the Christian toilet paper. The lady goes, okay, whatever. They get about 10 feet down the sidewalk, and this lady goes, hey, uh, can, I, can I ask you, could you pray for somebody? Or, oh, have you ever um, prayed for somebody that has had, and then she breaks down crying. I have a, a rating system of tears. She was way up there on the rating system. And the nose thing and the whole thing. She, could you, would you pray for somebody who's had an abortion? Pause for effect. And one of the ladies said, I've had an abortion or two, and I'll pray for you, absolutely. And I've kind of overcome the whole thing. And they come up there. They begin to unroll the toilet paper. They said feet of toilet paper being unrolled to dab her eyes and her nose. And she was actually sobbing, they said. Not every woman feels the same thing after that happens, but she did. And she was at a really strategic place. Guess what? She comes to the vineyard church we were, comes to Jesus, gets baptized, the whole shebang. You see, over a roll of Christian toilet paper. I mean, hello. You know, we could get it printed, maybe with my face on it or something, you know. <laughs> yeah. Definitely not one of the other. I'm not really a, I guess I'm a small P pastor, but, you know, uh, uh, you know if you want to you know, do something bad, just put my face on it, whatever, and uh, so forth. But we, we minimize the risk. What is the worst that could happen? Again, I gave you a couple of horrible examples, to that and that. We'll never do the toilet paper. Thank you very much. But, you know, most of the time, it's something as simple. Get this. We have these things back here. We have candy, which people, some eat it, some don't. We also have dog treats, right? And then we have popcorn. Okay, think about this. Super low risk. And everybody's going to want to do this after church, I know. Drive through Taco Bell. And uh, I, I found this to be 
universally true and say to the person at the window, hey, uh, here's this. Uh, here, two ways I do it. Could you give the person behind me uh, this? Or here's something for you specifically. Why would you do that? Yeah, we're just, we love Jesus and we want to do what, this is the line I like to use, what Jesus would be doing today. If he's walking around Claremont, Pomona, I think he'd be doing real practical things for people. The response I often get is, I've always believed in that kind of a Jesus. Isn't that cool? I've always believed in that kind of a Jesus. But here's the thing I do, really low risk also, is I ask the lady at the window, uh, okay, mine is $1.89, whatever. It's a really good deal. But the people behind me, how much is their bill? And she says, well, if you want to know, it's three sixty-four. And you go, well, here, I want to pay for that. And then I want you to give them this little card, and, and, I, and they'll do it. Unbelievably. You know, you would think they'd never do it. They all do it that I've been around, you know. I don't know, in Claremont, they might not do it, but there's several Taco Bells in Claremont. Right down in the village, there's two or three. Uh, okay, I'm kidding again. Okay, there's none. But there's lots of Taco Bells around. Drive through the Del Taco, the Taco Bell, the, the Wendy's, and then say, could you, could you, you know, I know it's an unusual you know, deal, but could you give the person behind me, I'm going to pay for it. And when they come by, you say, you say to them, your bill is exactly zero. <laughs> and, and then give them this card. And say, you know, the reason these guys in front of you who are now long gone, they drove off very quickly. I don't know why that was. I think they're scaredy cats. And they, and, but they said they want to pay for this. And they gave you this little card because God is in love with you. I don't usually say God loves you. It's kind of cliche. God is in love with you. Say whatever you want. And, uh, and, and guess what? The person at the window gets touched. The people in the car get touched. You see, super low risk. It couldn't be simpler than that. What is the worst thing that could happen? We only take Canadian currency. I'm sorry. You know, I, you know I, I can't even imagine. I've never, I've had some amazing, amazing, amazing things happen. One lady, we, we paid for her meal, and she ends up sending us a, uh, an email later. She said, it was Christmas uh, time in, in general. Uh, my son said, I want to go to Taco Bell. We had zero money in the house. We're, we had depended upon state and federal Money's coming in. It's a long story, she says, but that's, you know, believe me, we're not taking advantage of anything. And we had zero money. I said, well, we looked in the couch, found 99 cents, okay, exactly whatever it was, drove through Taco Bell, 99 cents, because my son was begging for a taco. And I didn't want him to come across like we're impoverished da, 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 all the time. And so we went down there with our only 99 cents. And then you guys paid for our meal in front of us, okay? She's weeping all over again saying, I can't believe that God would so love me. You with me here? Can you make that happen? Can you push a button and go, the 99 cent deal, ding dong, you know, God, okay, of course God's going to do that. You know, you cannot make this happen. Low risk, high grace, really totally, absolutely depending on God to do something that, you know, Uncle Steve could never, ever do in a hundred lifetimes. You see? You, you with me here? Okay. No, no sarcasm here. I'm just, I'm serious now. Okay. That he is totally into showing what we could never show. Guess what? When he does that, we realize that I am dependent upon God. Are you with me here? I am dependent upon God. I cannot make anything happen, but God can do all sorts of things. I'm available. Again, I'm going to show up. And 95% whatever of, of uh, success is just showing up, whether you feel kind. I, you know, I actually don't feel all that kind most of the time. I've written all these books about kindness, which maybe I ought to be feeling kind after writing the books. But uh, go figure. Um, 
but I, I don't even try to be kind. I'm, I, well, I'm not trying to be rude, but I, I might work on it a little bit. Like, you know, Steve, you know, might be nicer if you did this. That's the kind of thoughts that hit me. But I'm just going to be Steve because all I can be is Steve. All you can be is Janie. All you can be is Larry. You see, you, you, you know, you, in a way you can't make a, a tiger's stripes or dots change. or what? Not a tiger, but what are those things called? A leopard, whatever. Um, I'm not worried about that. That's God's problem again. You with me here? I can't change myself. I can't become kinder at the snap of a finger. And I'm going out this week, and I'm going to really, you know, make an effort to let that fruit of the spirit of kindness make it happen. You know, you know, Chris Farley. You know, I'm going <laughs> to. Okay, Saturday Night Live. Okay, he died a few years ago. But you know, I'm just going to make it happen. And if I, I'm going to get my suspenders. In fact, I'm going to go like this when it does happen. <laughs> I'm going to make it a point. And see, you see it, I can't do that. I can't do that. You, I don't know you probably, but you can't do it. I know that much. Nobody on planet Earth can change themselves. Only God can change us. And that's part of the message we need to give away, by the way, to everybody, hither and yon, everybody, community around here. You know something? You can't change yourself. It's God that will do the changing. You mean, I could come to your church and I won't have to change myself. Yeah, perfect. You know? Uh, and, well, I'd like to come at least once, you know. God does the changing. And all of us would agree with that, wouldn't we? And so I'm able to embrace people that need a lot of changing because guess what? I was needing a lot of changing at some point too, but I've actually, you know, done some things. Um, okay, uh, low risk, high grace. Janie, I'm, I'm sorry, but I do this part of your time, so come on up here. Yeah. <laughs> Steve's going to share some more, so... Um, tag team today. <clears throat> the next one is, yes, you can because it's a process, all right? And you're filling in your, uh, in your notes there. It's a process. The cool thing about what we do is we do small things, and Mother Teresa says, small things done with great love will change the world. So we're saying you can change the world, and you are just... All you have to do is the small thing that you can do. Like Sue says, just show up. I bought, a, I bought a necklace. We were doing a conference in San Luis Obispo last year, a couple years ago. And I, this, con- this necklace was perfect. It was like a little ticket. And it said, must be present to win. And I think in the Lord, that's similar. Must be present to win. All you have to do is show up and say, God, here I am. So... When we're talking about kindness outreach, <clears throat> we talk, we, what we're doing is, there's kind of four parts to it. We're demonstrating God's love, all right? We are, we are showing. We're not just saying, God loves you, be warm, be filled, God bless you. Um, we are, by offering to do, okay, so we're demonstrating, we're offering to do something. Now, it could happen, actually, that people say no, but you, they are still touched by the offer, so if you're offering, um, <clears throat> now at the back table as you go out, if you would like to pass this on to someone else, I'm sorry, but it's not for you, um, but if you would like to pass the, some, on to someone else, this one is a bag of candies, and there's like 10 little non-chocolate, non-meltable candies, good for this part of the country. It's going to be 90 on Wednesday, I heard. Um, but you go into a business and you say, um, I just want to bless you guys. You know, this is, we're from Granite Creek. We're, we're, our pastor's encouraging us to go outside the walls and show God's love. 
you know, here's a gift for you. The other, this is the doggy treat one. Now, did you guys say you wanted one of the doggy treat ones? You give it away, right? Okay, here it goes, here it goes. Oh, that was, I made it to the row at least. The first pitch, don't ask me. And then, and then there's also microwave popcorn, which is kind of fun if you're somewhere and people are getting like Redbox, they're renting Redbox, and you're like, hey, there, yeah. So, so it kind of goes along with the, you know, movie and, <clears throat> you know, we said low risk. The risk is they say, no, thank you, I don't, you know, or no, I'm a diabetic, which actually happened to me, happened to me two weeks ago. I was giving away, I had some little candies in a bag, put in my little basket on my bike, and when I passed people that are walking, mostly the people that are walking, um, or there's one homeless guy that, <coughs> that is always there with a can of beer in his <laughs> paper bag, <laughs> and... Uh, and anyway, I, I give him candy or who is ever sitting next to him. He's usually, it's interesting. He's usually like watching over while someone is sleeping next to him. So he's letting someone sleep and he's kind of like guarding, which is so touching. Anyway, but giveaway candy. The only one that said no was um, one said, I, I'm a diabetic. And I thought, I have to find sugar-free, you know, suckers. That's what I'm going to find. So demonstrating God's love by offering to do a humble act of service. We don't, it's not some big old thing. You know, it's a humble act. It's washing the tires on the car. It's running the hose. It's giving out water. Um, you know, Teresa Irvin, um, back here, wave, Teresa. You know, she was, a little, she was a little timid to go out and do something. And so is Kathy McGarity. And so together, they said, I'll go if you go. And, and they showed up and... and did you guys have a good time? That's so great to hear. And Teresa was, was the greeter. People would drive up, and she would hand them some water and hand them a card and has a little card that they can read, and they try to hand her the money, and she said, we'll take care of that at the end. And, and people, you know, as they're getting their car washed, they're getting their dollars out, and they're thinking how much... Um, there was a gal who came at the first service, actually, that we served yesterday. Real sweet gal. And she, and she had like five ones in her hand. And, and, I, um, and she said, well, I was, I was trying to figure out how much I should give. You know, if it's a dollar, how much should I add as a tip? And, and so she had a few dollars there. And I said, no. I said, this is a different kind of car wash. I said, um, I said we're going to give you a dollar because we want to let you know that God loves you, that he hasn't forgotten about you, that he's heard your prayers. She started crying. <laughs> and she came back today. Oh, my gosh. So that's pretty awesome. And you know, you know what's interesting is this, the seeds, everything that we do, these are seeds. These are just seeds of love that, we're, that we put out in the community that we trust God to follow that we trust God to follow up on them. We try to outgive the person. So they walk away going, oh, I, I should have paid, but they wouldn't let me. And then we cause the tilt. So it's God they owe back, you know? So that's kind of cool. But often, people, it doesn't, there's not often like the next day you have an increase in your church. What it is is you just throwing a lot of seeds out there, and eventually it raises <coughs> the water level. It raises the water level of, of what they think about God, 
church, people that, people that say they know God, about Granite Creek, and, and about other, you know, we're giving God a good name, so we're giving other life-giving churches a good name, too. So, and we love to serve with other churches because it's not, we don't have a corner on the market, you know. If everyone wanted, who didn't know the Lord wanted to come to church today, there aren't enough seats in the churches. So we need lots of good churches around. But, um, but so you're welcome to take what you promise that you'll give away this week. Okay, you'll pass it on to someone else. There may not be any dog treats left, but we'll get some more made because they're just so cute. A greenie and five little dog treats, so adorable. So hum- demonstrating God's love by offering to do humble acts of service, no strings attached. That's the thing. There's no strings attached. There's no expectation on on our part, that they make a response. There's no expectation that we make them do anything or, or that even that if they're not perfect. The, the gal that emailed back about Taco Bell, she titled her email Taco Bell Angel. And, and what Steve didn't mention was she said, I am not even worthy. She said, I'm not worthy to get a gift from God. And, you know, and it, it was just like, oh, my gosh, that's exactly who we want to serve. I mean, None of us are worthy. None of us are worthy to be rescued. But for the grace of God, go I, right? And God is the master of change. So we're showing a little bit of God's love, no strings attached, and we're redefining God to people. So when we say it's a process, we're agreeing with what Paul says in Corinthians. He said, I planted, Apollos watered, but God was causing the growth. We plant, we have a little bit of water, God causes the growth. We nudge people forward. We give people a little bit of a positive experience that maybe they will try God again. Maybe they will try going to a church. A lot of people have a bad experience with churches. A lot of people feel judged. You know, years ago, it was if you were divorced, you were very frowned upon in the church. Well, things have changed. That's not as much a deal breaker for a person you know, but, but sadly, and some, some churches, it's a certain way of dressing or a certain way of being before you can come to their church. Well, we, we just want to redefine. We, we want to make people open to trying again, trying God again, trying the church again, giving the church a chance. So if we're out there inviting the city in, all right, what are we going to do when the city comes? That's right. That's right. Because do you know that God, Jesus says, judgment is mine, he said. He'll judge. And he talks about this, this thing about the sheep and the goats and things that he, he's going to judge on is, did you clothe them? Did you feed, somebody in, you know, feed someone? Did you visit someone in prison? Did you go um, and you know, help? It was, it's all, interestingly, little teeny little things that they're being judged on, that we're going to be judged on. But... Jesus said, love others, love me. Love me, love others. Love me, love others. And that's not our job to judge if someone's worthy enough to walk in the door. Are you going to say, we don't let sinners in here? <laughs> oh, my gosh. <laughs> you could hear a pin drop, you know, if that was the case, because it would only be the mice who are getting stuck in our glue traps. Okay. <laughs> we caught one this week. Thank you, Aaron, for throwing that one away. Okay. Um, sorry if any children. 
So, so it's a process. And we say, yes, you can because it's ready, fire, aim. All right, you don't have to go through training, college, ministry, training, a two-year program. However, if you are interested in, in you know, learning more, we'll take you under our wing and put you alongside us. We'll apprentice you. We'll give you leadership skills, and we'll help you and equip you to be a better whatever you are in life. And start next week with 101 class, and after that, we're actually going to do a 301 class, which is talents and gifts, and you can discover your talents and gifts, and will help you blossom in that way too. So, so we say ready, fire, aim. Ready, and then fire. Meaning we're gonna, we're, we put stuff in people's hands, microwave popcorn, and then we learned a little bit. One of the things we learned was, I forgot to have the people change shifts. So the, we were out there about an hour and 15 minutes for the car wash, and I forgot that, you know, maybe halfway it would have been good to change roles and have someone who was doing tires go out and hold the signs by the road. But the people of the signs by the road were so sweet, they didn't complain, and they were holding signs for an hour, over an hour. And, and, then, and then I think Joshua was telling me that he said, come on, let's go switch, you know, and switch with somebody. And then he started doing tires, and he said, tires are really hard. <laughs> let's go hold signs again. But that's the ready, fire, aim. That's the aim part, right? Let's go out and do it, and then we'll readjust. We'll figure out what works, what doesn't. How can we, how can we make it work? So we're going to be doing, we're going to continue to do outreaches. We'll, you know, let you know through the bulletin or through the emails that we send out, and, and y you can be a part of the next one, you know, or, or as you go out the door, be a part of that there. So Steve's going to talk about your three prayers that you want to, you can be coming up. Yeah. The, the, your, your three prayers to pray for God to use you more effectively. Okay. Yeah. I need the, Jane, I need the outline. Jane. Yeah. Some people ask me what. Uh, okay. that one or that one? I'll take both of them. Stereo. But uh, they, they uh, just parenthetical comment. They ask me all the time, are you okay? What's going on? You feel better? The deal that I deal with is called Meniere's. It's a chronic condition of the, the ears. And well, I get dizzy on occasion. It's really kind of um, a little beyond that. Brian Adams, Ryan Adams, he's um, you know, a singer-songwriter guy. Uh, I read a, a story about him recently that the, the interviewer said, what happened to you? You've been gone off the screen for a couple, three years? And he goes, well, I was dealing with Meniere's. And if you don't have the right... Uh, you know, treatment, et cetera. It's just completely crazy. And he said it feels kind of like you're falling down an elevator shaft, is the way he put it. So um, that, that's kind of the thing I mostly deal with and so forth. The reason I use a cane most of the time is I'm, so I don't fall over and so forth. But anyway, that's the deal. Don't worry about me. I'm, I'm going to be okay eventually. And <laughs> eventually. <laughs> okay, yeah. Um, but anyway, three prayers to pray. And, and Janie already said, ready, fire, aim. And... Uh, uh, and, and I think the vast majority of uh, the church at large is, uh, this is more, maybe especially in the West and, and parts of Europe, is ready, aim, ready, aim, ready, aim, ready, aim. Never getting to fire. And so our thing is just ready, fire, aim, and uh, see what, what happens. And it might even be better to say fire, ready, aim. I don't know. <laughs> okay. But, uh, 
But uh, let's just get to it. Let's go for it. Um, but then below, three prayers that kind of are based on that availability of ready, fire, aim are A, love through me. Love through me, God. Uh, I, I, uh, the way I see it is with a lot of things that it is not a, a pan where we catch it and we hold on to it and we're the, you know, the, the aquarium keepers and we just kind of delve out a little bit at a time. That is the way it works. If that's the way you see it uh, in a lot of things, you're, you're, it's never going to work very well. Uh, I, I run into people that don't believe in the, the, the power of God to heal. Maybe you do as well. And uh, they're, they're called cessationists. They don't believe that God does that kind of stuff anymore, that uh, now we have the, the perfect Bible, et cetera, et cetera, which happens to be the King James, by the way. If it was good enough for Paul, it's good enough for me, is the motto. Okay. okay. And, uh, but, but that's true. We do have the perfect Word of God. But at the same time, uh, absolutely, positively, there is all sorts of, uh, you know, um, uh, healings that, that God is obviously behind now. And you hear the story every once in a while. You know, if you're, you healers, and well, for starters, I'm not a healer. It's a dog is a blue healer, you know. You guys are way too serious. You need to read sometimes. <laughs> a blue healer, it's a coon dog, okay. But, uh, no, I'm not a healer. I, I'm, what I am is I'm a pipeline. And when I get into the presence of God and he is moving through me at that moment, healings happen. You know, Jesus himself even said, I can do nothing unless the Father does it through me. It's a rough paraphrase. You know, as they, they, he prays for the man at the pool of Bethesda. Only one guy out of the whole, perhaps 100 or more people. If you can look at how, how big it is today, it's still there. And uh, he steps over people. He goes to the one guy that God is touching. As he walk away, you know, what was that all about? I can only do what I see the Father doing. I can't walk down to the hospital and boom, bada, bing, everybody's getting healed. And Jesus says, I, I don't have it that way myself. I see the one person, I go up to the one, and then everybody else is, a, is, a, is a, maybe a fog. And, and that's the way it works with kindness as well. And that's the way that it works with, I, I think, anytime the, the power of God does something profound in people's lives, that it's uh, the pipeline, not the pan. And I can be a pipe. I'm just, you know, what it is is God goes down the pipe here, and then I just aim it out. I, I don't need to hold on to it. You want to you know, stop the whole process? Just hold on to it. That'll stop it real quick. My favorite verses, it's actually, I think, dead in the center of uh, most uh, translations of Scripture from Old to New Testament. It's Psalms 67. It says this, The Lord, the Lord our God, blesses us that the ends of the earth may know him. Isn't that great? The Lord our Lord blesses us with the pipeline that the ends of the earth may know him. It isn't for us to hold on to and get richer and richer and richer, but to, to, to get and to give away love and maybe provision, who knows, in all sorts of ways. And so I can pray the prayer, love through me, love through me. I am very limited on how much love I can give out. And, uh, you know, I know your secret. You're that way, too. And... Uh, on the way into church, you're at your lowest level of love that week, and perhaps. And you have a fight with your wife. That's why you want to have two cars. Wife over here, husband over here. And afterwards, we'll probably be okay to have lunch together. But on the way to church, it happens over and over and over. And it feels really bad when you're the pastor and your wife is, and you were going at it, you know, kind of thing. So, but what I can do is say, God, love through me. And his love, these references in Scripture about the love of God is perfect and so forth. It's, it's all absolutely true, of course. How could that come through a, a broken person like Steve? It's just a, it's one of those weird things in life, is that it's God doing the work, not Steve. So love through me. Secondly, uh, and by the way, I, I'll talk about it some other time. 
it's not so much random kindness. We slip over something, but we actually plan to do it. I'm going to drive through Taco Bell. I'm going to give her that. That's actually guerrilla kindness. I anticipate. I expect either that's going to happen or something else at work or da da da. I'm going to. It's just going to boom across my my path. Not every six months I'm a part of the line paying for Starbucks behind me, which is is great. All kindness is good kindness, but I'm really a kindness gorilla, kind of like the the Viet Cong. You know the you know rice farmer by day, AK-47 handler by night, and. You know, that's part of the Vietnam difficulty was we didn't know who the bad guys were, you know. And women out there working, she has a, you know, baby sling over here. You don't see it, but there's an AK-47, the deadliest machine gun made uh, ever. It's over here. And so you, you don't quite know. You don't know who you're talking to. But at night, they are gorillas, okay? They are gorillas, and they're out there doing warfare. We look safe. My mom looks safe. You know, she's 4'11", like I said. She looks totally safe, but she's deadly. She actually has a bazooka and a AK-47 <laughs> of the spirit. She'll be here some week, and I can introduce her. She'll probably start crying if I do that. But uh, Number two is give me eyes to notice, again, what you are doing. Uh, again, the, the assumption is God is up to something in every single person's life, whether I can see it or not, even the people we don't like. You know, your mother-in-law, if she's sitting right next to you, just look straight ahead. Your mother-in-law, God is at work in her. God is at work in her. He's doing something in every single person's life in the world, including Claremont and Pomona. You know, I hear this all the time when I go to speak at churches and coach them. You know, this is an unusual place. This is very difficult. You know, nobody, you know, and I always say the same thing. Lots of gays and lesbians around here. Like that's, you know, off the scale, impossible to talk to, to gays and lesbians. I began to hear that whole thing. I began to pray, God, bring the gays and lesbians to our church. Bring the gays and lesbians to our church. It took about two years until one day a whole line of, of lesbians showed up uh, at the 830 service. And some would say, what's the big deal about that? I always thought that lesbians slept late. I, I don't know. But anyway, they... <laughs> They show up. At the end of the service, I said, if you feel, with my eyes closed, you feel like God is, is drawing you forward, he's inviting you to follow after him, would you just look up at me? Of those group of lesbians, uh, three of them looked up. Isn't that cool? You know, you, do not, do not, do not. We, I, I can't, although it's my tendency is to categorize. Jesus is at work in every single person's life. And if Jesus gets his way, guess what? All of Claremont's going to discover Jesus and begin to follow him. All of Pomona is going to get to follow Jesus because his family cannot be big enough to make him fully happy. You know, I, I believe totally what Pastor Larry said, but here's like a, maybe it's hyperbole a little bit, but I think in a sense God goes to sleep if he were a human, and every night he's a little, maybe a lot frustrated because his family didn't grow big enough this day. Okay, you with me? You know, he's, he's growing his family, growing his family. All he's saying is, show up, and I'm going to grow my family through you. Um, uh, give me eyes to notice what you are doing. Again, uh, opening them up, say, God, speak to me, speak through me. I want to see uh, the difficulty people are going through. And then lastly, and we'll call it quits here, is uh, here I am. An amazing, amazing, amazing prayer. And, and if all of us only memorized one prayer in life, that would be the prayer to memorize. It's all over the place in the Old Testament. And, and it's, uh, you know, and, and Isaiah, here I am, send me. And I, I don't know exactly what the end of that is, but here I am is the prayer we can all pray all the time. And, and that's an, an availability prayer 
and then those who are able to pray that and, and really relax afterwards, you know, God's going to open the doors. You'll be a, a, not just a, a stumbling over kindness person, but you're going to be a, a gorilla of kindness. And uh, the AK-47 version of Scripture, you know, not the New American Standard, but the AK-47. And we're going to go out there and we're going to see, and, and I think we're going to pray, here I am. I have people ask me all the time, you know, I'd like to share my faith and lead people to Christ, but I don't know how to do it. I've never been to any courses. You know, something that's this simple. Tell your story. Tell your story. And you don't need to say any click phrases and the blood of Jesus and the cross. Da, da, da. That's all absolutely true, of course. We ought to preach on that. But when you're talking to somebody, just tell them your cotton-picking story. Because guess what? Deep down, they're saying, what am I going to do if I don't change? What is going to happen if I don't change? And here comes Steve, Janie, whatever. You know, change has happened in my life. This, 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 and this. I made horrible mistakes. Da, da, da. And then all of a sudden, change began to happen. Because I can't change myself. Only God can change me. Well, what do you do next? Let's pray together. How do you like that? Let's pray. Would you pray this with me? Here I am. I say to people, here I am. You know something? You can't say a more all-inclusive. And I think... Whether they understand it or not, I, I think amazing invitation for Jesus to show up in their life. It goes from the 100 down to zero, the whole spectrum. You cannot pray a better prayer than here I am. Do you, you read that? Not just them, but us as well. And, and you pray the here I am prayer, and God's going to begin to, to begin to move through your life radically. Go through the Taco Bell. Yeah, give, them, give the lady the, the whatever it is. And, Pay for the meal behind it. By the way, what if the meal's too expensive? Did I tell you about the meal paying for? Yeah. Go behind you? Okay. Yeah. And, and I've had this happen a number of times. I say, what is the, uh, it's $13. They bought a whole bunch of tacos. And I go, well, let me ask you another question. What is the price of the one behind the second person? <laughs> because I honestly have about five bucks, you know. And I say, you're getting really personal now. And I go, well, you know. And uh, so on it goes. And so just teeny, weeny, itsy-bitsy things that we can do that are very doable. Show up as 90, 95% of success in life. Here I am. Here I am. And uh, last little quote down there, I love what he says. G.K. Chesterton, anything worth doing is worth doing poorly. Let's go out and be, do it poorly this week. What do you think? Let's get some cheerleaders in here. You know, the sign holders were ex-cheerleaders, I think, most of them, you know. And, uh, you know, with the Mickey Mouse hands-on from, from uh, Disneyland and, and so forth, this waving and so forth. We need to get some cheerleaders in here. And we're going to celebrate. Give me a P. Give me an O. Give me an O-R. Poorly. You know, we're going to do it again this week. Let's do it poorly. You know, and, and you know, human tendency is if I can't do it perfectly, I'm not going to do it. I hear that all the time. If I can't do it right, I'm not going to do it again, you know. If I can't do it right, I'm going, you will never do it right enough to get it nailed down. And if you're a total perfectionist, you're going to walk around per, you know, with a headache every day with your hand on your forehead, which is part of my, one of my things I do when I speak. I don't know why, but it's just, I used to take my glasses off, and people said, that's distracting. When you do this, it's okay. And so I do that now. <laughs> I do that now. But, uh, you know, you cannot do it well enough. I understand, do it right the first time. I'm kind of into that school of thought, too. But you know what? When it comes to doing things in the spirit, but I don't know if God's honored. <laughs> Wouldn't you just drop it? God's honored. I mean, come on. I understand the attitude, and I love it. But you know something? God is honored when you show up, when you and I show up, and we're willing to be a pipe of God. Not a pan who holds onto it, the aquarium, but the pipeline of God. Only he can do this kind of stuff. So let's pray together. Would you pray with me? This will be the end of, of uh, the message. We'll have some worship guys come up here in a minute. But uh, just close your eyes, if you would, with me. 
I, I find it difficult personally to get into a, uh, a mindset of, of spiritual stuff. So I, I think closing my eyes really helps a lot. And then maybe put your hands in front of you, palms up, like you're going to receive something, which you, we are. And we're going to receive, I, I think, an impartation of the Spirit. He is here. He is among us. He is upon you. I don't know what you're thinking. I don't know what you're going through. And, but I know this much. He is upon you right now. And so we're going to pray this prayer. And we're going to agree with the heart of God. Let me pray it first. Here I am. Here I am, Lord. Use me, Lord. Would you pray it with me? Here I am. One more time together. Here I am. So, Lord, we, 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 just really, we mean that as much as we can possibly muster in our, our human capacity. And so we pray, Lord, that you would open doors, that you would give us what we need, if, uh, you know, whether it's you know, patience or whatever, the ability to just be used by you in a realistic way that is not impossible, but is very doable, very possible to pull off. So, Lord, we, our prayer is here I am. My prayer is here I am. Lord, take it seriously because I, I mean it from head to toe. And so, Lord, use me this week. In, in Jesus' name, amen. God bless you guys. Yeah. Worship. The worship band come up and the ushers come forward. We're going to take up God's tithes and our offerings. We're also going to put our Connect cards in there. So if you had a chance to fill them out, if you want any more information about small groups, getting into helping with Fall into Fun, helping out with Living Nativity. Forgot to mention that, but we are uh, casting calls for Living Nativity actors and putting that together, starting rehearsals soon. So we invite you to be a part of that. So let, we're going to take up... Uh, we say God's tithes in our offerings. God's tithes are somehow in the economy of the kingdom. He says, I give you 100%, and then to keep things running, we give back 10% to God. And you might think, oh, that's, you know, I can't do that. Well, be faithful in whatever you can do, and God will meet you there. And God will somehow, there's a, some mysterious principle that happens. When we're faithful, God provides for us. And we can, we can trust that, oh, I don't know if I can let go of that. And God says, trust me, you can, it'll, it'll work out. So let's pray. God, we ask that you would um, bless and multiply um, our effectiveness, Lord, through this offering. Lord, let every dollar, every amount that comes in be, um, God, we just dedicate it now to extend your kingdom here in Claremont, to extend your influence here through us, Lord. Thank you for this building, this property, for this place that we can come to and get encouraged and restore our hope and be rescued and loved by you, God. And we just pray this in Jesus' name.